So when it comes back to the insecurity of, oh, wow, I may not be contributing enough, or I feel pressure to contribute more, take a look at and try on investment into adding to the time and energy bank of your significant other in gratitude and in abundance and see if some of these money things get a little bit easier. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi, and I got my king, my love, my sexy unicorn man here looking at me, looking all fine in his blue tank top, matches his eyeballs. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Getting so weird. good to be back under the hat that is red. Yes, under the red hat. This is our exclusive private channel that we have created, and we are inviting you into this kind of channel is not unique to us anyone can create this uh, divine channel that uh, that can exist between two partners right yeah but we're inviting you into ours yeah this is uh such therapy for me at times we just get to kind of air out what's on our brain and our mind and after we we keep a pulse on kind of the general medicine community vibe and mm-hmm. try to pick up on things that need to be talked about yeah. so often it gravitates towards relationships mm-hmm. and uh today is no different we're jumping yeah. into the endless topics of discussion mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships and uh grateful for everybody who was engaging on this specific topic around money and money conversations in relationship um Exciting stuff. It's yeah. it's important stuff. And it's been a while since we've actually had an Under the Red Hat mm-hmm. because it we've been, been so abundant with incredible guests that yeah. uh, we get to get into the weeds today and we don't have to fake be nice to anybody. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Every All the guests are amazing and, and I find yeah. myself lit up with joy after after getting to interview them. So. I know. It, it, is a, it is a real like unique sort of high type experience when you come out of a really good interview where you're just like, damn, that was so fire. I am lit up. Like we chest bump, we kiss. We do. We high five. (laughs) We do. Backflips. Yeah. Yeah, we do uh, a lot of those things. You're right. But yeah, so uh, obviously from the title of the episode, it's clear that we are talking about money and relationship and specifically, you know, charged conversations or intense recurring conversations. Maybe they're not arguments. Maybe they are arguments, but maybe they're discussions and recurring conversations that keep coming up. And it it can sometimes feel like you're not getting anywhere, that the same types of issues keep arising. And you're like, didn't we just talk about this like last month? And like what? WTF? What is going on? Is this real life? Is this just going to be forever? And so what I did was I am um, in the midst of creating this course um, called Conscious Connections. 
I put out a question box on my Instagram and I asked what are, what is a, you know, typical recurring conversation or intense charged type of argument that you and your partner continue to have. And I swear at least like 75, 75% of the answers were revolving around money. Mm. So just from that, I was like, okay, (laughs) I think that, you know, uh, certainly we're not perfect in this area. We don't have all of the things figured out, but I wanted to at least shed some light from an unattached kind of third party perspective so that people who are really struggling in this area could maybe feel some support um, in a balanced and healthy way to hopefully further this discussion and not only evolve yourself individually, but also in partnership. Totally. And this isn't an episode about money advice necessarily. We can talk about that stuff later. We actually have on a previous episode Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit, but this is going to be more around how to structure the conversations and deal with the challenging questions or actions that might come up um, under the umbrella of money in relationship. Yeah. And before we get into all of that. But first. But first. What, my love, do you have going on in your Let's Get Mushy Medicine Podcast Cup? Which, by the way, people, coming back. Mm-hmm. We're getting more of these mugs, which have been in massively high demand <laughs> yeah. for, no, no, for real, yeah. uh, for you all to check out. So more to come there. But but what is in that cup today? Yeah, I get asked about my mushy cup all the time. Um, so in my cup today, I have a King Coffee Elixir, which c- includes five different types of medicinal mushrooms. Of course, the King Coffee is the reishi spores combined with organic coffee. So that's in there. And then I also have a little bit of uh, gold, uh, Organifi Gold uh, Superfood Blend, which also has more of the reishi fruiting body and turkey tail fruiting body. And then I added um, my own real mushrooms extract in the form of chaga and tremella. And my thinking in using both of these, uh, not only are they, uh, is chaga amazing for digestive health, um, but it's also, and, and for the immune system, but it's also great for skin health. And tremella, likewise, is also amazing for skin health. And what's really cool is, is they both help stimulate the production of this antioxidant in the body called superoxide dismutase. And wow, it sounds like a like a superhero name. It is. Like or like a like a um like they should be an X Men. Yeah, well, they basically are. So this is an <laughs> an- <laughs> this is an antioxidant that protects the skin from free radicals, which Free radicals, um, I'm sure most of you know, are really the the culprit behind premature aging. So a lot of people think that it's just from the sun and getting too much sun exposure. That is actually a myth. That's false. That's incorrect. Um, When you are putting amazing superfoods, things like medicinal mushrooms into your body that help regulate your your body's defense mechanisms from the inside out. It's not just about lathering on toxic sunscreen with a whole bunch of like shitty chemicals in it that's somehow going to protect you from the sun and all of that. It's also, well, really, it's more so guarding your body from the inside. So your body has these tools like superoxide dismutase to prevent things like cancer, skin cancer, and all of that. So 
I know that this weekend is going to be beautiful in San Diego, and I'm hoping we get a beach day. We're going to be in the sun a lot, and so I am fueling my body and gifting my body the um, the wonderful blessing of these medicinal mushrooms to hopefully protect it. And uh, we we all of these things, the Organifi, the King Coffee, the real mushrooms extracts, basically anything we talk about on the medicine, almost anything, is going to be in our medicine cabinet. And you can find that on my website, getmemefit.com slash the medicine cabinet. And we also, you know, we have discount codes and everything for you. So really easy cachet of all the things that we use and love on a daily basis. If you ever forget, it's always there. One other thing that I want to mention that is actually not yet in the medicine cabinet, it will be soon. And that's because, and this is like just providing more support for what we do when it comes to supplements. Yeah. We get to know the people who are involved in creating these supplements, whether that be the business owners, the founders, the formulators. We try them on in our life for at least 30 days, at least 30 days Mm -hmm. before. And then, and then lastly, we try to get a discount for listeners, for people who are connected to us in any way, if we choose to bring those into our lifestyle, yep. then it hits the medicine cabinet. So yes. it is in our lifestyle. We've gotten to know the people who are involved in creating the supplement and we've literally tried them on for over 30 days right. and then found a discount. I'm basically, you know, we're not putting anything in there that we wouldn't directly hand to not only ourselves, obviously, but like our family, the people that we care about most in this world. Right. If the savior of humanity was born and (laughs) and it was in child as child, just sitting here on this table, I would feel comfortable enough with anything on the medicine cabinet, handing it to them. I would feel comfortable at this point, giving it a dropper full of Kava Euphoria. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is what I wanted to talk about. So this is from the company, the amazing company called Essential Oil Wizardry. We actually had a podcast interview with the founder, Dr. Nick Berry, who is such a bright light Mm. in this what can be dark world. You guys are going to absolutely love him. He has like the purest, kindest heart ever. Um, So this is a, a tincture that he formulated and it's called Kava Euphoria. And what is in this? It's got kava kava, which is CO2 extracted. You'll learn about that in the episode, why it's different than steam distilled. And we have some bitter orange, black pepper, blood orange, clary sage, frankincense, geranium, myrrh, pink pepper, tulsi, ylang ylang extract, extra. Oh, man. So we took a dropper full of this before the podcast, and it really just creates this wonderful, balanced, relaxed, yet curious, relaxed, yet euphoric, hence the name, Kava Euphoria. So we um, have been using it for the last couple of weeks, and we, we absolutely love it. Um, it, just, it just creates this, I don't know, how would you explain the feeling? It's euphoric. Yes. Uh, Kava, we talked about it in the previous podcast because it's in another supplement that we love, uh, Feel Free. It is a root. Um, I think it's Fiji and some South Asian uh, environments. It has been very, very successful for treating depression, uh, anxiety, uh, stress disorders, even PTSD, even folks who've had uh, CTE from you know sports or, mm-hmm. or high contact injuries uh, for the brain. Uh, it's been really helpful for down regulating the opioid receptors that so often are heightened with something like painkillers mm-hmm. or prescription drug medications yeah. and really transitioning people off of those 
because which is not us by the way it's not us (laughs) but it's a really really natural um relaxation yeah supplement and uh this it's it's cracking the door on what is going to likely be this sort of euphoric botanical space that is coming you're already seeing it with brands like kin um but it's a it's a sort of socially enhancing while also relaxing and good for you supplement Absolutely. So we are loving it. We have a whole lineup from essential oil wizardry for different, different actions in the body, body, mind, and relationship. And you guys are absolutely going to love that episode dropping in a few weeks. Yeah, definitely subscribe uh, to the medicine podcast. So you can get notified every Monday when mm-hmm. episodes drop. And uh, one of these Mondays, you're going to see essential oil wizard himself, Dr. Nick. Amazing. What is in your cup, my love? I'll keep it quick, and, and I've probably talked about this one before, but it's one of my favorite combinations of two of my favorite supplements on the planet. Uh, King Coffee, which has just been the theme of my 2021 <laughs> coffee experience, uh, mixed with none other than Organifi chocolate protein. I don't talk about the protein enough, but our protein at Organifi is crazy delicious. This is, tastes like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, it does. It really does. And... What's not talked about enough is like how clean and real the ingredients are in this protein. Protein is one of the most fluffy, garbagey filler filler supplements on the planet. And it's so tough to find a quality protein. Organifi has, it's a vegan protein, but it's a complete protein. It has pea protein, uh, quinoa, pumpkin seed, giving you a really uh, complete amino acid profile, um, putting in magnesium iron from some of the pumpkin seeds Um, it's also got mct oils and digestive enzymes so that is really helping with what can be if you've ever had cheap protein yeah a farty party farty party blown away like aunt marge like aunt marge (laughs) so the mct oil and the digestive enzymes make it very easy on the gut Despite what can be challenging sometimes with uh, plant-based proteins, especially some of those phytochemicals, the enzymes uh, really help with that digestion process. And then it's got 20 grams of protein. Those enzymes make that protein more efficacious in the body, in the Mm -hmm. consumption. And so for me, I'm always looking to get a little more protein in. I eat a lot of meat, but what comes with a lot of meat sometimes is some of that digestive burden on my gut while taking down just meat in general so i'd like to sneak in protein in a powdered form with whether it be a smoothie bowl or whether it be something like this a mocha yeah and so i mix my king coffee with about a half a scoop of organifi's chocolate protein and this shiz tastes like a roasted chocolate marshmallow Mm. it's so delicious and and a i don't more without the sh- without the graham cracker yeah i don't talk about it enough and um, it's something I really want to give love to. And you should absolutely try it because you buy a tub of this protein. It's probably 30 servings if you did a full scoop. But you put this, you know, a quarter to a half a scoop in, you're going to you're gonna be very satiated. Yeah. And that's going to last you months mm-hmm. of mochas, baby. <clears throat> months of mochas. Yeah. The other thing that I want to highlight on Organifi is that they are certified glyphosate residue free, which I think is not talked about enough. I try to talk about it a lot, but if you don't know the, the havoc that is wreaked on the body by glyphosate, so getting a glyphosate free, uh, glyphosate residue free certification is going to be like the next badge that you're seeing. And it's incredibly hard. Yeah. 
incredibly hard to find the farms that are doing this and getting that badge. Right. And so it's we're glyphosate free. We're U USDA organic. We're vegan, soy free, gluten free, dairy free, keto friendly. I'm trying to think if there's anything else you could actually possibly have on a label. Uh, magical. But I know this is this is the company that I am a part of, and we are tirelessly trying to ensure that whatever is getting in these products is as clean and as real as humanly or artificially humanly <laughs> possible. All right. All right. Let's jump into some of the intense conversation around money help <laughs> um, and the way that we are kind of structuring this is like I said I reached out and I asked for specific okay you guys mentioned money what specifically is the issue what is the the main topic that keeps coming up so we got a few specific uh, answers um, responses to this prompt and so what we're gonna do is you know, we're going to address the, the pain point and uh, we're going to offer our insight from kind of an unbiased third-party perspective. Um, we're going to also be looking at maybe the root, the root cause or the thing behind the thing. Like anything, what is being said to your partner or from your partner it's not so much the words that are being said, it's the, the feelings and emotions and fears maybe that are underlying, right? So when we're talking about the thing behind the thing, surely we've said that before on here, but if this is your first time listening, there is always a root or the thing behind the thing when, when you're in conversation or in partnership. Um, don't necessarily take what your partner is saying as the complete story, right? The full story. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to get into example. We've talked about it, it in the past. Dude guy leaves his clothes on the ground instead of putting them in the hamper. And there's been a previous discussion in the relationship surrounding, Hey dude guy, please. When you take your dirty clothes off, put them in the hamper. It's easier for me. If dude guy leaves his clothes on the ground, the thing isn't necessarily the clothes when it comes up and, and yeah. um, maybe the partner realizes that he has left the clothes on the ground after asking him not to. Mm -hmm. It's not the clothes. It's actually the fact that she was not respected in the conversation. Yeah. What I do is not being appreciated. I'm not or being listened heard. To. So that's the thing behind the thing. That's what we yeah. mean by that. Yes, exactly. Thank you for that clarification. And so I think like laying the foundation a little bit just around money to begin yeah. with is important because yeah. a lot of these themes behind money mm -hmm. are going to be essentially the answers or what we would suggest when these uh, types of situations, which you all have provided for us to evaluate come up. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking about, you know, talking about money, certainly I'm not an expert, but I like to think that I approach relationship with some measure of curiosity and sort of like inward looking, like peeling back the layers of why, 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 what's underneath. And so that's kind of what I did here. So I was thinking, why in the first place? Why is money such a charged topic in partnership, in marriage, in dating, like it's a real thing. Why? So the first thing that came to my mind was that I believe money is energy. And we're going to talk a lot about what exactly, you know, that means. But it's also a vehicle through which our thoughts 
and programming and flaws potentially are unearthed. So whether this is you're single and it's, it's solo in relationship, the only difference is that when it happens in relationship, like say you have a flaw or you're imperfect at budgeting for yourself or setting containers where you're kind of scraping by because you like to go on shopping sprees every now and then. And when your bills come, it's like, ooh, am I going to make it, right? If you're single, if you're, if you're living a solo lifestyle, the only person who is feeling that is you. You're, you're, the, you're your own audience, right? Audience member of one. When you're in partnership and those things aren't addressed or changed or altered or whatever, now you've got an audience member of two, members of two, right? You have someone who is witness to all of these flaws and programming and fears. So it's amplified, right? So that flaw or or inability to budget well or to plan ahead is now being seen by your partner. And if they have different viewpoints or opinions or programming around money, maybe they are a saver. They're going to see that and it's going to be amplified. And now it's going to be this hot topic, this point of tension within the relationship because you see that that uh, that point very, very differently. So in our you know, in our life, in our part one, when we were married, we saw a bit of this. And I'm just going to use our example um, from our own life. My parents taught me nothing about money management, budgeting, nothing. Like, sorry, mom and dad, but there was nothing there. I was witness to certain behaviors, but there was no like active teaching going on. So I had to learn or not learn on my own. So I didn't really, you know, practice or understand the importance of saving, budgeting, etc. So <laughs> then you and I start dating and, you know, I find out later on in, in our relationship that you were the kind of kid who, who really saved and looked forward to like, oh, this item that I'm going to buy in the future. And you really put value on something ahead of time. And you were willing to save that money up. You're, you got, a, I think, good education from your parents on the value of saving and everything. And then I learned that at 12, you had saved up $1,000 to, to invest in a mutual fund. And I'm like... <laughs> When I was 12 and I somehow got like $50 from a birthday or something, it was burning a hole in my pocket or my piggy bank because I wanted to go experience with my friends at the mall and like, you know, hunt for something cool that lit me up that I was excited to wear or put on or whatever. And that was my way of experiencing money, your way of experiencing um, the, the value of money was very different. So when we got together and those things weren't really talked about where it was like, okay, clearly we see things very differently. Let's come to some sort of compromise, some conclusions on like what we, how we want to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. It just kind of came up organically. And then, you know, if, if Chase is the one trying to save and budget and build for our future, and I, I get the value in that. Of course, yeah, we need, to, we need to save. But I'm also one that wants to experience the fullness of the money that I make in dental hygiene where I'm like, yeah, I, I want to buy a cute shirt from Target from time to time, even though you may think that it's unnecessary, right? So we had this differencing of, uh, difference in opinion, and it just sort of blew up in our relationship where it was, it was definitely um, 
I, I got to the point where I, I felt like I couldn't even spend my own money, that you were going to be angry at me if I spent the money that was for building our future or building our legacy, which we're going to talk about the thing behind the thing and, and the root problems or whatever. But when you break it down like that and you understand where your partner's coming from, it's like, Oh, there's all of this stuff and the money is just the conduit for amplifying our programming fears and flaws. Yeah. So all that to say we have legitimate experience in these types of conversations, real experience to the point that they were not navigated correctly, appropriately, and was a contributing factor to the reason that we divorced just flat out. Yeah. Again, it wasn't, it wasn't the money. It was the thing behind the thing. And it's a perfect transition to a little bit of the a little bit of the landscape that I want to put out there around money Um, before we get into the specific examples and the specific questions and topics that were brought up by the audience is I think something really important to become aware of with money in 2021 and really just the modern world in general is that we have been told and we've all been programmed that money is actually the access to freedom. Mm-hmm. You have enough money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. That is what the human being, that is what every soul wants, is freedom to do what they want. That's what we all freaking want. Yeah. But it looks a little bit different for the masculine and the feminine. And we're talking about partnership here. We're talking about relationship. So it's only appropriate that we look at it from the lens of the masculine and the lens of the feminine. And just for ease of conversation, when we say masculine, generally men are more masculine. They have a more masculine essence. And generally the female has more of a feminine essence. Totally. Obviously we, we all have both, but we're, we're overgeneralizing to make the point. And there are times where men experience more of a feminine lens on money yep. and times when a woman experiences a more masculine lens on money. It happens all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel AHCC. If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30, yes, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about HCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about HCC. If you or someone you love needs HCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. But for the sake of this conversations today we're going to traditionally look at them like masculine men feminine women generally 
So, so what I'd like to, to peel back the layer on is the way that the masculine looks at uh, freedom is freedom to achieve their dream, their purpose, to become independent, to become the king of their own kingdom. That is like the ultimate freedom for the masculine. Uh, the feminine generally wants freedom to experience love when they want it, how often, probably right now, a lot of times. So when it comes to money, and we're often sold that money is the, the route to freedom, I think it's really important to realize that that's a completely justifiable conversation and it's completely rational to have differences because yeah. the way that freedom is viewed by the masculine and the feminine is a little bit different. Now, a, a point I do really want to make also is that although we've been told money is the route to freedom and the access to freedom, I, that is such a myth, okay? Money is just a byproduct of all the other things that you do to achieve freedom. And mm -hmm. so I want to I want to take a little sidestep and then come back, but what I mean by this is the example, think about this. If you have or if you've seen other people who make a lot of money doing something they don't like, that is not freedom. It it, it actually feels like an unsustainable prison. I've completely been there myself. Mm -hmm working in public finance, making great money, had more money than I knew what to do with and felt like I was a prisoner. However, when you find yourself doing something that you love and you end up making money for it, like a, a unique skill, you know, maybe you're doing art for money. Sometimes, you know, I feel like it's such a gift to be able to work at Organifi in, in the mm -hmm. health and wellness space and to be able to get paid for it. Or conducting podcasts. Sure, <laughs> right. And you realize you can make money for it. That's freedom. Mm -hmm. but it's not the money that's giving you the freedom. The money is a byproduct of the things that you're getting to do. It is giving yeah. you more energy. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that is clear. That being said, we're going to come back and talk as to why money is such a hot topic in these conversations, but like take that home and, and meditate on that. Mm -hmm. Money is so closely associated with, with this free feeling. It ends up being a really, important thing whether it's conscious or not so just put your awareness on it and, and meditate that on that for a minute uh, point two i want to make after we've clearly identified what freedom or money can do from the perspective of the masculine and the perspective of the feminine i also want to look back on just a little bit how we have evolved as human beings we come out of a um, hunter gatherer a very primal type of life where it wasn't necessarily money but it was more like food and the hunt was yeah. our access to living our access to freedom was making sure that we have enough food to mm -hmm. survive right like the basics our modern life that's kind of the, what what money is sort of the equivalent of but we evolved out of a hunter-gatherer society the masculine more traditionally the hunter because of this we evolved out of this this tendency to delay gratification to numb small pleasures in exchange for the one big kill. So like the example would be like, I'm going to pass on smaller animals or roots and vegetables because I'm, I'm stealth and intentional about hunting the large buck or mm -hmm. the large animal that I'm, that I'm going Boar. to need to slay yeah. <laughs> to, to feed the families for forever, for long, for the long term. The feminine who was traditionally the gatherer is using these sort of, in the moment senses 
to find what was fresh, to find what was in season, to spring on opportunity and to follow their instincts um, so that they could put something on the table mm-hmm. today. <clears throat> so that's a definitely yeah. a difference. So the idea with the masculine would be like this can contribute to our survival, our vitality of the family, the legacy, the longevity, you know, save your energy for the necessities. I'll be hungry right now in the moment so that I can find the big resource to sustain us all for longer. What that looks like in the modern day when it comes to money, a lot of times is like, okay, if we hunker down, if we work hard, uh, we can achieve our dreams. Let's not buy unnecessary clothes. Let's not buy expensive food or groceries. We're saving for the big house of our dreams. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's had the experience where your dad yells at you for flipping the lights on. Yeah. You know, like, Turn the hey, off. I'm saving for your safety. Yeah. You know, like long term. You want food You want food and clothes? <laughs> uh, turn the freaking light off. Um, and then the feminine's a little bit different. It's I'm going to turn on my senses. I'm going to listen. I'm going to consistently find the resources that serve the immediate need, contribute to health and happiness right now by providing for my family in a way that will also give me enough energy to keep this ongoing pursuit pursuit of yeah. meeting the immediate need. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of polar opposites, both contributing to freedom, sustainability, yeah. life. What this might look like in the modern world from the feminine perspective would be we don't need to wait for happiness we can enjoy the little things along the way yeah let's make sure we got comfortable clothes you know let's make sure we're eating delicious food let's make sure we're having a good time going on vacations why wait Mm -hmm. and so i see these both happening and the answer like everything moderation balance seasonality diversity like you mentioned how do we find that balance i think it's important to understand at a deep level, what is going on behind money, where we came from. Yeah. And I think, you know, understanding what you just said so beautifully, you laid it out, the masculine and feminine, this is important. This is like an archetype, right? The masculine and feminine are archetypes and they play together in every aspect of our life, including this, um, you know, area of money and relationship. And uh, when we talk about this, we're talking about them complementing each other. They don't have to be in... Uh, competition. They don't have to be uh, adversaries. They can be friends. They can be allies, but it takes an understanding of yourself and your partner to really get there. And so that's what we're talking about today. Both the the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine, they are in in these situations, they are offering to the other invitation into what could be considered, like you said, more balance, right? seasonality, cycles, balance. It's not, it's not great to be 100% one way or 100% the other way. Like you need to play together and invite your partner into, um, where you might be stronger. So what that looks like is in, in part one, I didn't know this. I wasn't able to articulate it and either were you, but I was inviting you into, Hey, what if we just like splurged once in a while on vacation and, and made sure that we were having like delicious meals or, or entertainment or, or something. We did something fun once in a while to enjoy the moment now, to feel happy now. And you were inviting me into the more balanced um, place of being able to have the skill of, 
you know, budgeting and planning for the future and setting containers for myself so that I wasn't in a state of stress every month when the bills came or whatever. So there is this play how they can, you know, we can invite our partner into more balance. And I think that's really important to touch on for people to understand in partnership, instead of being upset or angry or bitter at your partner because they don't see things the way that you do, ask yourself rather, is this an opportunity where my partner is inviting me into more balance? And I think when you approach it from curiosity and empathy, the conversations are going to be wildly different than approaching it from, this is my adversary, I have to conquer them. Yeah. And I think critically behind all of these things is finding alignment. Mm -hmm. Before you can pursue balance, before you can pursue the dreams I think there is a level of, and we'll get into this, having real conversations, and it may not be immediate, but real conversations and real identifications on what are our values, what are our dreams, Mm -hmm. and are they aligned? And if that's the case, that will be the foundation for all of these decisions that you make for compromise, for co-creation. Yep. So with that, you want to get into them? Yes, absolutely. I'll start with number one here. So these are basically like verbatim taken from people. And I followed up with clarifying questions so that I could get some context around the situation so that we could provide the best value possible. So this first one, she said, quote, when the man is the quote unquote breadwinner, so I feel like I can't spend money. That's what she said. And I followed up by asking, Is this uh, something that you're feeling? Is it being generated from your own mind? Or did he actually express that to you? I make the money, so you need to, you know, run all your purchases through me first. I wanted to know which it was. And she said, oh, that's a good point. This is coming from my own mind. He didn't actually say this out loud. It's just what I feel, which perception is everything. If she's feeling it, it's real to her. Yep. And so starting, starting this off, what is the root or what is the thing behind the thing here? Yeah, I would say the thing behind the thing is feeling freedom in life, in your own life, understanding and, and uh, really just having the, the, the feeling that I can do what I want. <laughs> basically, that is essentially basically what it is, that I don't have to quote unquote answer to anyone or maybe I'm not going to get in trouble for this, right? It takes you out of the the child-parent relationship where we are kind of in the submissive type of role with our parents where it's like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get in trouble. I can't really do that because my parent told me not to. Graduating into, I have ownership of my life, um, my inputs and my outputs. So I think that that's really what it boils down to for, for this person is just feeling free. So... When we talk about this, obviously, when we explain it that way, it's not bad. You know, everyone wants that. Like you said, opening up the the conversation, everyone wants to feel free. That's why we do everything in life is the the feeling that we will get once we have the thing or do the thing. Yeah. Barrier, which at this point is a story, has been popped and you are allowed to have a little bit more freedom to spend money. Meditate a little bit on what that would be, what that could be, and explain why that is contributing to mm-hmm. you and allows you to feel free. Yeah. Maybe it's you want to buy the organic produce or organic meat and it's twice as expensive and your partner doesn't understand. 
that's also like getting clear on your values, which we're going to talk about. So um, all of these kind of blend together. But I think that you made an, an important point where it's like sharing your your feelings, yes, but also sharing when I do this or when I spend money on this thing, when I have freedom to purchase this, this is what it provides for me. Exactly. And then when that thing comes home, because you've purchased it, your significant other won't look at the thing. Yeah. They'll look at the thing behind the thing and say, because she uses organic bananas, which are a little more expensive, she feels more balanced and whole. So it's not the bananas anymore. It's that there's an assumption that you are doing something that makes you more balanced and whole. Yeah. And conversely, so on the flip side, right? Like we know what to do now if this is a story that you're creating in your head. Share that story and allow your partner to essentially save you from it. <laughs> and, you know, if if it is something that they've said, like I make the money, you need to run all your purchases through me being transparent, that's not actually reflective of a true partnership. So that's when you need to evaluate, is this the best partnership for what I value in life? Yeah. And maybe it is. Maybe this is just a a, a, a catalyst or a, a hindrance or a hurdle that you need to get through to have a, a stronger relationship. And that's great. Um, so in this case, I would reflect first before you even start the conversation with your partner, reflect first on all of the ways that you, you contribute to the partnership that is not necessarily monetary. So again, money we're talking about is energy. It's not the only type of energy. There's also energy in the form of cleaning the space, making sure you have a, a home that is worth coming home to, right? Making sure that your partner is not stressed when they walk through the door with a, a pile of dishes or, or maybe the energy is spent on providing homeschooling for your children yeah. or just childcare in general. Maybe the energy is spent on nourishing your partner because you know they have a stressful job and you want to create an environment that is an oasis of a stress-free uh, situation or where they come home and you want to shower them with nourishment in the form of physical affection or love or conversation. Like think about all the ways that you contribute to the relationship, even though it may not be monetary, we all bring unique aspects, unique points, unique things to the relationship that you can't just put a dollar sign on, yeah. right? Like you can't put a monetary value on them. And I would, I would in a balanced state with an open heart, that's the key, an open heart, have this like free flowing conversation. Like, you know, I really pour my heart into all these other ways of contributing to our home and our partnership. And when that's not, you know, recognized, um, I feel like blah, 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 X, Y, Z. How does it make you feel when the only type of energy exchange that's really uh, talked about is in the monetary form? Yeah. And I don't think it's a way to keep score. No. But it's a way to have confidence in your authenticity and yes. transparency. So I definitely have more to talk about on this subject. I'll bring it up in a later question because I think it will trickle down to a couple more of these. Uh, but, but in summary, um, I think first is identifying whether there's a story involved. Um, and if there is, opening the conversation to the potential for that, for your partner to break that story down. Mm -hmm. After that, I think it's what's important is knowing 
the thing behind what you would do with that freedom. So if it's a purchase that you would like to make or, or a purchase type, knowing the thing behind the thing of the purchase that leaves you more balanced and allows you to feel more free so that that partner of yours can clearly, clearly identify as that thing comes into their life or your life what it is doing for you on a deep level mm -hmm. that will liquidate a lot of the potential arguments for the material thing itself and like you're saying know your value and be aware of the value that you're contributing and don't get hung up on the dollars if it is energetically contributing to the bank of your relationship yes and then lastly evaluate because if you're doing these steps and you're you're putting it out there and your partner is after a while you know give them some time if, if, right. it's, if it's a little clunky at first but if your partner is not finding alignment with you time to evaluate we'll talk about that a little more later but moving on to number two yeah go for it splitting the bills 50 50 when one person makes more than the other so let's just say it's like 60,000 versus 100,000 and there's it's a longer term relationship like dating for six uh, years and living together I think was the specific case that was given mm -hmm. and this is a feminine making a little bit less money than the masculine who makes a little bit more so looking at root problem or thing behind the thing which is the buzzword of this the buzz phrase of this episode <laughs> yeah um, I think what we're looking at is this idea that one is not feeling considered mm -hmm. for sure and there may also be uh, a level of insecurity involved by the individual who is making a little bit less yeah yeah and so with this one I think this was a good opportunity for uh, actual you know some of these aren't going to have tangible practical solutions like do this xyz yeah but this is one where they're not married they're clearly in a in a state where they have separateness to their finances to some degree you know I don't know the whole situation but I do know that they're in a long-term long-term relationship they live together so they're going to have shared expenses yeah and I think we have some we have some practical <coughs> ones on this one yeah and, and before that I'll give my one spiel on the insecurity piece of this yeah. and then we'll get into kind of the practical go for it so something that comes up for me thinking about this is from the masculine's lens or from the, the man's perspective in this case where there's making more money when it comes to financial decisions oftentimes the man values time and energy maybe even more than money so to, to put that an example time and energy is the current freedom that's available to all of us that being said we sacrifice it in order to get money to provide for hopefully more freedom for ourselves and our family mm -hmm. maybe that's down the road maybe that's immediately but what we do is we leverage what we have through working for somebody or putting time and effort into a craft in order to generate more availability through money to create freedom in our life so to pop the bubble on insecurity on when somebody makes a little bit more than you and, and you're ha you're doing this math equation all the time in your relationship oh my god okay it's 50 50 but he makes more but it doesn't necessarily have to be a 50 50 down the line on all expenses in relationship there what we hinted at in, in kind of the first section was there is more that can be contributed to the currency of time and energy. 
-hmm. So knowing that time and energy is what many are leveraging in order to get the actual dollars, the compensation through salary, if there's a way to contribute, not necessarily to the money bank, but to the time and energy bank, this will eliminate a lot of the mathematical problems of, all right, how do we split up expenses if he makes more or she makes more? How do we deal with bills when they come in 50-50 or I don't have enough money this month? If your focus is on the fact that the most important thing behind money is how much time and energy you have to put into something in order to get it, you can contribute and liquidate and eliminate some of these other money issues by adding time and energy into the life of those who you share with. Mm -hmm. So if that's your significant other, it can be, okay, I may not be able to put a dollar down today and I need to have that conversation with them. But what I can do is I can add more time and energy into their life. Maybe that's through ensuring that they're getting rest and restoring on a weekend by orchestrating, you know, incredible experiences with them. Maybe it's literally just by whether it's a man or a woman, I'm going to make sure that um, I got a little extra time on my hands and I know they're out leveraging their time and energy to make money. I'm going to make sure that I clean up a few things around the house that they would have otherwise done so that I can like actually give them some resources back into their bank of time Mm -hmm. and energy. I assure you those types of activities will not go unnoticed and money will take care of itself. So when it comes back to the insecurity of, oh, wow, I may not be contributing enough or I feel pressure to contribute more, take a look at and try on investment into adding to the time and energy bank of your significant other in gratitude and in abundance and see if some of these money things get a little bit easier. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. It's a good, uh, I think, invitation for people, for, for anyone, and not just people who are like, struggling to get by or don't have enough. Like, I think that that's a good practice for anyone and everyone. And you're inspiring me. And it's something you do so beautifully for us. Yeah. Uh, So back to the question specifically, you know, in this case, we're we're talking about a a situation where there's a, there's somebody making more and somebody making a little less and they end up splitting a lot of things 50, 50 down the middle. So here's a not so fun fact. Over 75% of Americans are deficient in the oh so important mineral, magnesium. If you're thinking, well, so what? Magnesium is critical to our body's long-term health because it's involved in over 300 different processes in our body. Magnesium deficiency can lead to issues that create more issues, including mood disorders, sleep problems, muscle cramps, and the inability to absorb essential vitamins and nutrients like vitamin D. With most of the world now aware of just how precious our health is, we cannot keep overlooking this rampant deficiency. But the type of magnesium you are putting into your body is really important, which is why Chase and I both choose the Mellow Magnesium Blend from Ned. Mellow is a powerful daily magnesium supplement that can help propel memory, mood, brain function, stress response, sleep, energy, and nerve and muscle health. Mellow is unique because it contains three forms of magnesium that are all complemented by amino acids, L-theanine, and GABA, along with 70 different trace minerals. 
This is necessary so they don't break down in our digestive tracts and can be delivered directly to the areas where our body needs them most. Mellow truly nourishes every inch of our body. My personal favorite is the Naked flavor, which tastes like a healthy cream soda. I stir the powder into 8 to 10 ounces of water about an hour before bed to ensure my body gets quality sleep. To try your own Mellow Magnesium, go to helloned.com and use the code MEDICINE, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N, to get a killer discount on all the NED products. And to see how we use the other incredible hemp products from Ned, you can check the show notes below to be taken directly to our personal medicine cabinet on my website. When we know better, we can do better for our bodies. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. So I, I came up with a sort of practical solution and I'm not the money mind, right? Like, but in, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if this was this current situation with Chase and I, what do I think would be fair? Like, how would I maybe approach this if dude guy in this example, if he is concerned with making sure everything is split, right? Right. That's what we're going off of. That's the, that's the information that we have. So a way that you could pr- potentially practically solve this is if you currently have separate bank accounts, which it sounds like they do, creating a joint shared bank account where at at the beginning of the month, you're both contributing a percentage, not a dollar amount, but a percentage to that account. So you add up all your expenses. Say it's $2,500 a month is your total known expenses. Of course, there's things that come up, but these are the known expenses that we have. So at the beginning of the month, both people would transfer, say, 20% of what they make uh, to this joint account, and then all shared bills would come out of this shared account. So person A making five grand a month would transfer $1,000, and person B making nine grand a month would transfer about $1,800 to this account. There's going to be some overflow, which is great. That's what you want. Um, and so then you would be able to pull from this to pay for your guys's, you know, Netflix and internet and electricity and your, your, uh, your rent or whatever, all these things that are shared. And it doesn't have to be this like split down the middle every single time. You're both contributing in a way that's proportionate to what you're making. Um, I say, you know, try this for three months and see See how you feel just by creating those small containers at the beginning, I think would free up a lot of energy, time and frustration, you know, every month. Right. Yeah. As the money mind. Tell me what you think of that. I love the idea. Um, I think it's really, really practical and tangible for a lot of people. And then the one thing I would add to that is using language that is inclusive, that is abundant. And that is around the idea of. I want to strategize so that we can accomplish our dreams together. Yeah. Because that will, especially if it's the feminine coming to the masculine, speaking to that dream, achieve, vision, purpose, mission type energy will really, really elicit buy-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's kind of the heart and the core of the masculine. And again, if this, if these types of in good faith efforts aren't shaking out, evaluate. Right. Yeah. The relationship. And that goes into every point, every pain point that we make here is, is evaluation is necessary. Understanding is this relationship the 
the best for me and what I want to accomplish in my life. Yep. Number three. All right. Um, so this is, she said, one of us saving while the other is spending. And I actually combined two here because they were very similar. So one of us saving while the other is spending. Um, and then the, the other one was one of us saying, quit spending money when the other is investing in their health. How do we prioritize spending? So this is probably something that comes up a lot, probably uh, more often than not for anyone who's listening to the medicine and, and having ideas and getting sparked on products and root cause medicine and finding a practitioner and all these yep. things, these items or, or practices or routines that add to your health, add to your longevity, add to your health freedom, really, but if your partner doesn't listen to the medicine or doesn't listen to um, sort of integrative health type education all the time, they might not have those same values, yep. which is going to spark some differences. We, we hear directly from people all the time, like, how do I get my partner like this? They don't think this. She doesn't want me spending on this. Like it is, it's a really hot topic. And so this question is where I really want to drill into that conversation about values and finding alignment and values and mission and dream. Yeah. So the, th the thing behind the thing on this one, which is around a, uh, you know, a spending versus not spending mentality, one person really investing in their health, uh, especially in this specific case, and the other person maybe not or is lagging behind that kind of ambitious pursuit to uh, prioritize health from a financial perspective. So I think the thing behind the thing here is just not feeling supported in a, in a specific health journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, in this case, specific health journey or not feeling supported or aligned on what's important. And so I think this is the perfect time to bring up uh, what we've talked about in so many other episodes, but the check-in conversation. Yeah. And you can use the tools of what a, what a check-in looks like. We've talked about them in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. um, but, but generally just a safe conversation. Identify a moment in time uh, where you can sit unguarded and unarmed for uh, maybe you're maybe you're not right after work or maybe you're not you know dealing with something stressful. Your your guard is down. Yeah. And you're pretty even tempered. Yeah. Maybe it's a Saturday morning coffee. Right. <laughs> and th there's a general agreement to be like, hey, I'm going to be sharing something from my heart. Um, please have empathy and sympathy, and let's talk about this unemotionally for a minute. And so with that, I think the big question is, are you aligned? on what you value and ultimately what your, your primary dreams are. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really critical that you have either alignment or buy-in to work on alignment mm -hmm. before really taking any other kind of practical steps. So, so what does that look like? I think if this conversation is around, I am, let's just use the example of like, I'm bringing this conversation to you and I identify the fact that my, value and my dream is around home and family and legacy and i'm working to build a home and a family and a legacy that i'm proud of that might look a little bit different you might say yeah me too mm -hmm. but just because we're aligned there doesn't necessarily mean the way that we see yeah getting to that is the going how to be is going to be different and so point number one is we can come to agreement on on the vision 
Mm-hmm. Great, we're aligned. But there's a next tier to that. How do we get there? And that's mm-hmm. where money comes into play. Because the how do we get there is oftentimes how the money is used. Right. So a man might look at this and say, big house, baby, mansion on the beach. That is how we get there. So we need to, you yeah. know, nickel and dime our way, save here, work extra hard. And by the time we reach X, we'll be able to get that house. Well, the woman or the feminine might actually say, no, that's not how I'm defining home, family, legacy. It might be nourishing our bodies through healthy food on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It might mean comfortable clothing for us to be able to function in and sitting in those moments of joy and happiness to further motivate us to find that home or that house of our dreams later on. Right. It might be, you know, if the woman is speaking, it might be, Hey, I want to stay home and homeschool my children. Um, certainly that's coming up these days more and more. The man might be like, no, we, we need, we need both people to work here because we need to achieve this dream of the, the beach mansion and we need two income streams or yeah. whatever it is. So be very specific. Don't just speak in generalities and in vague, you know, situations, be very specific. And so this conversation is critical. You find alignment and then you specifically spell out your interpretation on what it takes to get to that dream or that mission yeah it doesn't have to be aligned in the way that you think but there does have to be compromise and there does have to be balance so what that might look like is okay i can understand that my view as the man or the masculine might be missing out on the opportunity to enjoy and smell the flowers today and similarly on the other side there might be an acknowledgement or an understanding from the feminine that I might miss the potential for something massive for something that is a material shift in our life and our, and our dreams because I'm slowly pulling away at the resources that would be able to fund such a thing down the road. Yeah. And so there's a balance of the two and like everything, it's going to take conversation and energetically feeling it out with your significant other. I would add to that, that when you do come to these sort of, uh, small but important compromises, right? You're inviting each other into balance. Acknowledgement and appreciation for this, any sort of movement towards that balance. So if you are, um, if you're, if you express yourself like, hey, here's what I would need from you to feel like we're both achieving our dreams together and it's not perfect right away, it takes some time, but you're, you're noticing that your man is, making efforts and it's, it's not easy, but he's really trying acknowledge and appreciate the one step. You might be on a marathon, right? Like you got 26 miles to go, but you'd notice they just took one step. Acknowledge that. And same from the masculine, right? We need, I think in partnership, all of us just want to be seen and appreciated, right? Totally. So along the way, keep seeing and appreciating your partner. Agreed. It's, it's, literally gasoline on on the fire and uh, will contribute to abundance so with that if there is alignment step one great how can you both be free to contribute towards those aligned values and dreams going back to the hunter and gather how can the masculine be enough of a hunter to contribute to this dream how can the feminine be enough of the gatherer to contribute to this dream and ultimately have this combination of enjoying today while also building for tomorrow if there is no alignment 
and there's no willingness to compromise or work towards alignment, again, this is where I would say freaking highlight that and say this this might be where I need to evaluate the longevity of the relationship. Is right. this truly serving my best potential? Yeah. I would say if you know, if, if it becomes very clear that your non-negotiable values are completely different, what is keeping you in the relationship then? Yeah. It might be kids, it might be a marriage vow or something like that, but um, I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> end things right away, but it's just something to consider, Yeah. Um, you know, getting into a relationship and, and all that. But number four is very similar to what we just spoke about, but there are some, some different nuances and details that we do want to talk about. So number four was buying what we really want versus settling for a deal. Example would be like organic food and quality water versus processed food and Brita water just because you're getting a deal. Yeah. And so this is a really similar uh, question and really similar energy to the topic above uh, or before where the thing behind the thing. thing behind the thing. So start with the alignment process and then start in the same way we just talked about articulating what you each could do individually freely to achieve that ultimate dream reality yeah um that that value that mission but i'll give a couple more practical steps here that i'm that i was thinking of because this one specifically had an organic food uh uh, clean water Mm -hmm. layer to it they're thinking about their health they're thinking about their health and so i sort of want to rant a little bit as somebody who's an advocate for investing in your health today yeah and so Food and health, kind of short-term versus long-term. Let me just give my two cents, and we can kind of quickly move through this one. If you follow the above steps, this will, uh, uh, steps, this will be a nice little supplement to that. By shortcutting your food and saving money now, you will pay for it physically, mentally, yes. uh, emotionally down the road. And you'll eventually pay for it financially, literally. You will. With, with your illness, your sickness, you will pay eventually for that misery yep. in the long run. Your health will catch up with you. So if you're going to have to pay for your health later, start learning how to afford healthy food and fitness choices now. You can actually learn while you're young and still relatively healthy how to build the muscle of making money that you can use to spend on other things by prioritizing your wellness. So it's this idea in in finance, especially, especially like when you're starting a business, Build your own constraints and restraints. And so that is earmarking dollars for what is an absolute priority. In my opinion, your freaking health is your absolute priority. If you don't have your health, what the fuck? It's a non negotiable. In the same way that you should as a business, make sure that the the bills you owe to your suppliers who are giving you the the uh, inventory and the ingredients to sell your product, those need to be prioritized. Otherwise you don't have a product. Yeah. Your health and wellness should be prioritized. Like it's a bill. And mm-hmm. I don't mean let's find the cheapest internet on the planet bill. I mean, let's find the best food possible to fuel this body. Because in this example, health is providing freedom. It is. Because speak to anyone who has a a chronic disorder or issue in their body, a systemic issue, it feels like you're in a prison. And when you get out of that, I mean, we've both been there. 
where once you taste like, oh, I can feel like this every day, that also is true freedom. Yep. Just like your car. If you're not getting it serviced, you're not cleaning it, you're not getting your oil changed, you eventually will pay for it. So you can do a couple things. You can continue the maintenance. You can ensure that you're putting the best possible service on that vehicle. And you might end up having a, a vehicle that lasts for a really long time. You might actually be able to, because you're learning, you're building this muscle on already prioritizing your health. Anything that you build on top of that from a wealth perspective is very free. Mm-hmm. It's, it's free to use on the things that you would really like to. Different from getting wealthy by scarcity, yes. by nickel and diming, by cutting things, because that is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well Boom. said, my love. Number five. This is kind of the last one we'll be, we'll be wrapping up with. Yeah. Uh, and it's this, speaking of scarcity, this no matter how much we make, it is never enough perspective. Mm-hmm. Which is, and, and you know, I, I really, I do want to send gratitude towards the person who shared this because it's, it's sort of, it can be vulnerable sharing your mindset and your fears or flaws around money. It just is. And so I say this with all love and appreciation for this person who um, offered this. But when I hear this, immediately what I think of is scarcity. As opposed to abundance, right? Where, say, we're, we'll just use the number $100,000. If you're making $100,000 and you're living in a scarcity mindset, you're going to easily blow through that $100,000. Easily. And it's not going to ever feel like enough. Like she's saying, if you're living in an abundance mindset, building wealth not only in money, but also time and energy, relationships, right? The abundance would say, no matter how, how much we make, it's enough. So you can literally flip this, flip this on its head and appreciate and, and approach whatever it is that you're, you're receiving in revenue and income. You can always change it. But for the moment, seeing it with gratitude as like, no matter how much we make, man, we're so blessed. Yeah. We, we always come through. That It's always enough. So, so my big question on this one is, what is it? Enough for what? Right enough for because if you're for what is cars house clothes you'll never have enough right there's always more those are fleeting the beautiful biblical verse do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy thieves don't break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also. Yeah. If your treasure is on the material things of this world that are fleeting, that's where your heart will be. It will always be fleeting. It will always never be enough. Yeah. If your time, the thing behind money, time and energy are actually towards connection, mm-hmm. love, the memories experience the material world can't touch that shit Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what you make yeah it will be enough 
your mm-hmm. time and energy will be enough. Your time and energy, which equates to money, will be enough because those things don't have a dollar associated with them. And they're abundant. Mm-hmm. So that's the big question for me is, is what is enough? Um, something to evaluate is with any of this, that, that when you're thinking about money and what you want to purchase and what you want to bring into your life, is it bringing more energy into your life? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that you, it drains your energy and you, you need to double down or do it again in order to come back to that feeling of fulfillment? Right. And when I, when I was thinking on this, what came up for me was this, I'm sure other people have heard of this, this dinner plate phenomenon, this experiment that these researchers did where they were observing people who had small dinner plates and large dinner plates. And they observed that no matter, no matter the size of the plate, the participants all filled the plate when they were going through like a buffet line. They filled the plate completely and they ate all the food on the plate. So it wasn't, they found through this experiment, it wasn't the hunger that was driving the behavior of the participants. It was the size of the plate. So this, you know, this is a simple example to point to the tendency that as humans, we have this tendency to use all the resources available to us, whether that be time or money or food. If it's there, we'll use it. And, you know, part of this is not, I don't want to say it's our fault. We need to be aware of this, but the marketing, (laughs) the media, social media ads, they will never let you, they will never let you, if it's up to them, separate yourself from this phenomenon. Right. They will remind you every year that there is a new iPhone. There's a new model of the car. There's a new TV. There's... Or supplements. There's... I mean, we're in the supplements Oh, it's so easy. Oh my God, I can't believe I've never taken the... We could easily spend our entire income lump on, on supplements. Easily. So I think this is important to understand about our tendencies and to not blame, you know, the, the marketing and the media and everything like that. Like understand that that's what they're going to do. They're never going to stop doing that. So I think this comes back to one gratitude and abundance for what you do have and what is the blessings that are like flowing over you at every second of the day focusing on gratitude and then really, you know, practically building in some constraints and containers so that what you do have does feel like enough because you're not spending it on things that don't light you up. Yep. An interesting little practice that I would suggest, and then we kind of wrap this thing up would be kind of finishing that thought, no matter how much we make, it's never enough. And and the question is for what, when you say for what, Think about the thing behind the thing. So it's never enough for a car. Okay. What's the thing behind the thing, a car? Is it, I want to look a particular way? So is it a car for status or appearance? In that case, you might not have enough. Yeah. Status is one of those things that there's always, there's uh, always always a higher up. Yeah. Is it for transportation? Oh, well, there might be enough for transportation. There's probably a cheap car out there. There's probably public you know, yeah. public's uh, <laughs> transit, there's walking. Yeah. And I know I'm being a little bit harsh, but that's the reality is there's actually enough. Yeah. Same with, um, clothes. Is it enough to, to stay warm? <laughs> to clo- to not be naked? Or is it enough to, 
get the dopamine and the validation on, on Instagram. Or opening a new package that comes in the mail right. from your online shopping. So I just challenge you, and it's a little bit direct, and it's a little blunt, but I challenge you, enough for what? And then yeah. once you spell out what, what's the thing behind the thing? Crazy enough, because finish this. No matter how much we make, it's never enough for love. That's not true. Absolutely not. Love is free, baby. (laughs) Yes. And adding on to that, one more practical question that this person could ask themselves is, where am I not feeling full in my life? Whether that be relationship or career or spirituality, if we are on this ship of life and this ship feels like it has holes somewhere and you're plugging these holes with material items, possessions, status, cars, whatever, ask yourself, what are these areas where I'm not feeling full? Is it in, you know, relationship, career, spirituality? And then ask yourself then, how can I fill up myself more with these things that are free right? Love, getting connection with the divine, just being in gratitude for your body. How can I fill myself up using this type of energy in these spaces instead of spending money? Mm. Beautiful. Man, this is great stuff. Um, Don't hesitate to keep sending us your thoughts and your questions and and your takeaways because um, we learn as much from that feedback as you might get from listening to this episode absolutely and these this is just you know this is just us riffing we're not experts but we do um it is nice i think to uh, offer a an unbiased kind of third-party perspective hopefully you guys got some takeaways some points some new inspiration for the next time one of these charged conversations comes up and maybe you don't even wait for it to come up. Maybe you're in a good place with your relationship and you, you know, make an appointment with your partner and say, Hey, I would, I've been thinking a lot lately around, you know, some of our conversation around X, Y, Z. Is there, you know, is there a good time this weekend that you would want to sit down and just, you know, in a balanced way, just talk through some of these ideas that I've been having. I would love to be able to do that. It would really provide me like peace of mind because my mind's been like spinning lately. I guarantee you, if you're a feminine and you come to your man with that type of open heart and balanced energy, if he is a good man and he wants to learn how to love you well and show up for you better, he's going to say, absolutely. Let's talk about it. So take these points, take these ideas and, you know, spin them to fit your current scenario, your situation. Um, We're working with, you know, sort of limited details and information in these situations. And so take it and and really adapt it to what is showing up in your relationship. Love that. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm going to ask. Oh, I do. Yes. What for you, my love is the medicine today on this beautiful San Diego Friday. Man, the medicine for me today is so aligned with the medicine, but it is it is along the lines of relationship and it's my familial relationship. Mm. Um when I touch base with my sister who is such an important person in my life and has been crushing it. Uh, my sister is a an act blue fuck, I can't even speak is an absolute expert in the culinary and gardening space. She has historically written a cookbook, which is very successful and everybody should check out, um, as well as recently a quarterly 
uh, notebook, it's called. It's a magazine, essentially, that comes out every quarter. And she's crushing it. Um, so she, this is really kind of like out of the gates entrepreneurship in the e-com space for her. And I'm really excited. She's had a couple successful weeks after launching this magazine, uh, which is called The Notebook. Her handle is Kramy Martin. K. Ramy Martin. Uh, so please check her out. I'll, I'll drop a link in the show notes, actually, if you're interested. Um, but I really want to touch base with her, obviously give her a ton of applause on a really successful launch to this um, magazine, get into the details of what it's all about. And, and I'm going to do that, obviously, through um, a little FaceTime connection with her. Grateful that I get to do that over technology and uh, touch base with her, my brother-in-law, and uh, her beautiful little boys and uh, invest in that relationship that I value so dearly. Love it. So that is my medicine. That's so good. You're such a, you're such an incredible brother, son, and lover. <laughs> <laughs> lover to you, not to my sister. All right. Um, all right. My love. My lover. Uh, my my lover. lover. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> what is the medicine for you? Um, the medicine. It's it's really simple for me. Um, and I know I've said it on previous episodes, but after this, I am going to take a walk in the sunshine with no phone. <sighs> Just give myself, give my mind a question, whatever that is. It could be simple or deep, whatever. Give my mind a question to ponder as I walk and smell flowers and feel the sun on my face, the wind blowing across my ears and just getting movement in my body um, appreciating my body it does so much for me it works literally around the clock non-stop for me mm. it's the only thing that never has the potential doesn't even have the potential to lie to me and uh, it's always constantly working for me so that combination of sunshine movement and appreciation for my my body um is my medicine today mm, i love that yes all right you guys go get some medicine in your day and uh let us know what you thought of these tips and tricks and this whole conversation you know where to find us and check the show notes for all the links and anything we talked about all the discounts all of that all right we'll talk to you next time go spread some light okay bye, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.